We are up at Lamed Hey Amel Aleph. We're right in the middle of the discussion of the Raglim, which actually is just a digression because we're talking about the, the weight of the grapes, which is a digression as we're talking about the weight of the stones when they're crossing the Yarden. So soon we'll resume back you know, to the Yarden, but first we're still continuing with our digression. So the Gemara continues the story, and you know we spoke about Kalev, how Kalev ensured himself that he won't go astray and follow the other, um, the other Meraglim. So the, the Gemara continues uh, how he silenced the people. He sort of pretended to be on their side. Huh, you think Moshe did that? And then he told them, Moshe did, you know, gave us the mon. He took us out of Mitzrayim. So if you tell us to go to heaven, we would follow him. So we're up to here. You know, we follow him up in there about 20 lines on top of the page. Says the Pasig, and the people, that went up with him, Omru, they said, they said, we cannot go up to Mitzrayim, um, to Israel. Uh, it's amazing what they said. But Isa Shah in that moment, he said it's stronger from him. Now Mimenu can mean Mimenu from uh, all of us, or Mimenu can mean from, from him. And and I'll take Mimenu from all of us, El Mimenu from him. Kavayacha from the Abisha they were saying. I feel about but the Abisha himself cannot overcome 31 kings of Kran. Rashi says, I don't understand this, it's, it's read the same way, and actually for omits it, but I saw one of the Mepharshim saying, what was it, I'm forgetting, and he said that, the, that there's a difference if it's a Dugish or a Rafa, there is a difference in the pronunciation by us Ashkenazi, not really, but if other um, means of speaking, there's a difference in the pronunciation if it's from them, you know, from us or from him, and they're actually being Ashkenazi, he wasn't in, into those so much into that. Anyway, I don't know. And it's a chelish it's a land that consumes all those people who live there because people were dying right, left, and center. So they were using that as a complaint. I did it for their benefits so they'd be distracted. They turned it into something bad. I thought it was good. Whatever they, whichever region in Israel they arrived, the chashu people, they would have died. They should be so distracted. And they won't ask, and you know, um, who are these strangers here? In fact, who died was Eve. Noch Nafshi Eve died. Well, having first prayed Morbasa, a big machlek is fascinating who Eve was, and it was a Yid guy when he lived. And one of the opinions is that he was from the he was there at the time of time. And it says that that um, um, that uh, he Eve was protecting the goyim, and therefore they shouldn't be worried about it because he died. But the they were all worried. They turned it into something bad. Now, if only Eve died, doesn't mean only Eve died. That many people died. People were dying right, left, and center. But especially Eve died as well. So it took away the protection from the game. Otherwise, if only Eve died, what would you think? People do die. You know, individuals. Okay, here the same saying, but he may name the We were like we were in our own eyes, we were like grasshoppers there. That's how they saw us. The, the, the Rebbe uses this line always. The, the way you, you see yourself is how the rest of the people, you know, the way you uh, see you. If you don't have enough confidence in yourself, then people won't have confidence in you either. So if we feel that we are like grasshoppers, we feel that we're incompetent, then that's how the Kain Ayinu Whether it's true or not, it's irrelevant. So we need to, as the Friedrich Rebbe said, just like you have to know your chesreinus, you also have to know your milas, know what they are, develop them further, and, and so on. They can say, we felt, you know, we felt so small compared to them. That's true. How long do they know what those people are thinking? It's not true. 
And the Mephoshim want to know where the Gemara knows it from, how they learned to stop. But it says, When they came back from the funerals and they were sitting in the Avelet, the mourners under the cedar trees, they were sitting there getting their food. So this Havra, I guess it's like a wake, which they always, everyone had. The Chazinu, when these spies saw these giants sitting there under the trees, they were frightened. They went and climbed the tree up, up the tree, to the top of the tree. And Shami, they heard, the Ka'amri heard these people sitting under the tree and talking beneath them. You see these little um, grasshoppers, they look like they have a human form in the trees. So you see, that's how they saw them as well, like grasshoppers. Come see. Taisha the Shans is fascinating. I told you, we quoted him many times here. But he brings their medrash, I'll quote you. He brings their medrash. Oh, just amazing. Um, here it is. He brings a mention of the Kumti. He says, it says a Medrash. There's a daughter with a daughter of Anna that she went to the orchard of her father and she stole a pomegranate. Remember, we know there were giant pomegranates from the tree. And she threw away the, 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 the shell. And, uh, and it was one of the spies who decided to enter. She ate the inside and left behind the shell. This, the, one of the spies able, was able to fit, crouch and, and inside, and use as protection this particular peel of the pomegranate. But he was scared. Then she got scared that maybe her father will find an empty shell, accuse her of stealing it, and who knows what the punishment will be. So therefore, what she did was she picked up the pomegranate and threw it out of the uh, out of the orchard. And one of the and the spy that was in there picked it up and left and did not rejoin the rest of the spies, or he just left. So um, <clears throat> that's how you see how small they were in real size. It wasn't just like Neo Grenier government, government. He could fit inside the pomegranate that this girl just finished eating. I think later that everyone raised their voice to eat those kind of start to cry. They raised their voice and started to cry. That day was, was either Tisha Bav according to some versions or it was Edith Tisha Bav according to others. <clears throat> Ed probably over here means the night of Tisha B'av, not the, the day before, because then why is Tisha B'av the day that all the Tzadahs happened? They cried for naught. I'll give them a reason to cry. There's all the terrible things that happened to Tisha B'av. There's an interesting Chakira amongst the Acharonim in Sachatainis. Is the Pshat that Tisha B'av was already destined to be a bad day, and then all of these things just happened, and, you know, or the other way around? Because they cried, they, they, they transformed the day that should have been a good day into a bad day. Then the, the, the whole all, all people said, Let's stone them, Kalev and, uh, and Yeshua. They actually took stones and they threw it, tossed them not only killing you know, the, 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 the human beings, but also killing the Abish himself, up to the Abish himself. They died. It says died a bad misa. How do we know? Either from the word raw according to some of the word magepa that ba magepa. So it means that the famous magepa. What actually happened to them? The tongues extended because everything's lost out of the tongue. But not for the Buddha, and it came back to the source where they came from, the navel. The bill where it started. And worms were coming out of the tongue when it entered the stomach. No, you created, you were innocent, you could have turned into anything you wanted. And instead, what happened to you? Look what happened. You decided to destroy Kali's soul.
Um, so it went from the navel to the tongue. We die from diphtheria, which is the punishment for Lashonada. Which needs an explanation that it was all about Lashonada, the Maragrim. Why do we say the Sheshchiris? Remember, we shouldn't say Lashonada because what happened to Miriam, we should have used the Maragrim as a much stronger thing. Miriam is a private thing between Miriam and Moshe. This is a cloud you saw was affected to forever. So, um, why don't we use that as a paradigm? You know, that this is the, the, the results of Lush and Hara. Don't know. I mean, Zush, I know, but not in shot. Now we're going back to the yard. Eden crossed the yard. The water reverted. When the Kainim left the yard, they lifted their feet and they put it on the dry land. When the yard went back, the water flowed just like the day before. What happened as a result of that? They stepped back. They were only, remember, we learned before they only put their foot in, in the water. So it sounds like they stepped back. So the Eden all were on, on the west side of the Yarden, and, and the Koinim were on the east side of the Yarden. And this happened, and the Oren lifted those that carried it and brought the other side. Then it says, when they finished crossing the Yam, that's when they passed. No, they miraculously passed. And that's what Uzzah was punished. Remember, the Plishtim confiscated the Oren. Seven months later, after all the terrible tragedies that they had, they sent it back on a wagon. And then it stayed in, the, in somebody's house for 20 years. And then Dovah Melch wanted in Shalayim. And, they, and the Dovah Melch sent wagons to bring it to the Shalayim. And then it was traveling to, to the Shalayim. It, it, it threatened to fall out to Odom. So Uzzah extended his hand, tried to save it. And he died. He was killed. Dovah was angry that even though Uzzah, Uzzah might have made a mistake, he shouldn't have been killed for it. So um, now um, it's quite because Odom can carry the nice Shnemer says by Yavoya at Gaiden Kidan. They came to Gaiden Kidan by Shalach Uza. What did Uza do? He stretched out his hand and um uh sorry, Uza's Yoda, he stretched out his hand, lech his arm to grab a hold of the arm and shouldn't fall down. I'm like Uza Nisa Nisa Atma like Hoshkane. Mad of the arm can lift the coin and it can't kill it itself. This is what the Sidim always used to say. And if somebody immerses in learning Taita, then the Taita is gonna lift you out of out of all your tutors that you have. Other meisas meisav. Other use it for people who give charity to meisas that teach Torah, and the other will carry those who carry the other. Like Koshka, surely. So why do you have to stand and protect? By Yicharaf Hashem, Buzeh was angry. The Uz, this possibly by Yicharaf Hashem is really hard to understand. Dovid was angry. I mean, I have to say that. But um, why would they should be angry? The guy made a mistake, a shogit, and and he tried. You know, he did for the right reason. According to one shot. So, by getting him al-Hashal, he said over there that he used to get angry and he hit him al-Hashal. What does al-Hashal mean? So we have two types because of what he did. That he didn't treat the Oren the with enough respect. That he, uh, he went out there and he, um, and he, he laid waste or he, he defecated somewhere. Obviously, he didn't do much from the other. That's what we're talking about. He did it somewhere distant, but still was in front of the other, and he shouldn't. Like we learned that sort of all kinds of didn't you know which direction he should face in the bathroom, a million miles away from the shalim, you know, with your mizrach and So that's what he did wrong. Now, if you say shal means that, then you can stand by yichraf Hashem. But if it's just that he at least could that he tried to save the other, and he just forgot, why by yichraf Hashem? Okay, he gets punished maybe, but what's by yichraf? He died. <laughs> he died. 
he was rewarded. He got punished for the, the shaggy that he did, but he got rewarded. No, the fact that he didn't show enough respect for the Aaron, from here you'll know he shouldn't touch a cloth of, an, of a safe potato if you have to fix up the safe potato, you know, you hold your towels or something. <clears throat> and But um, on the one hand, he got punished. And at the same time, he got rewarded that he will go straight to Elam Haba, directly to Elam Haba. Because it says, Im Aaron lives forever. Which is again very odd to have punishment and reward at the same time for the same action. Not for two different activities, for the same action that he did, that uh, which he tried to save the Arun. So he went, you know, he did the Shosh so he got rewarded for the same thing. David should punish him. It's not as difficult to understand as why by Yichar Afashem that you're acknowledging that he did the, the right thing in his mind. What's the Yichar? Anyway. Yeah, but Yichar is more than punishment. Yichar is like you're angry, angry. Why in the world do you do that? Islam, you know. Anyway. So whoever Uzzah was, maybe he should have known better. What kind of words by Yichar? That's got red or you got you know black when you take a, a, a biscuit and you put it directly on cold, it gets all black charred. means that. A white packet can't mean that, maybe it does. But anyway, Yimara says, It says, it means just get angry. But because it doesn't say, it's just a description exactly what it was. It means it got totally charred like a biscuit in the water. Why was David punished? Because what's the punishment? You're just thinking that Uzzah died because of David. You call, we're calling out a punishment to David. David didn't suffer at all. Just maybe Uzzah was a good friend of his, or that he felt guilty that because of because of him, Uzzah died. Now, why is it so much because of him? Uzzah stayed hands. David never told him to extend his hand. Because David should never have sent the waggies in the first place. Because we know that the Oran is carried on the shoulders and Oran Noisias Noisa. So David should have known better. Uzzah was like the the what do they call that in, in, in psychology when you transference? It was like transference. The whole thing really was David's Avera. Because David sent the wagons, and therefore, the, which he never should have, because the Kainim and the Levim carried on their shoulders. And then Noises, Noises, Machlek is unfortunate, by the way, Noises, Noises every single time, or just that event in the Yadin, but let's say Noises, Noises. And Uzzah said, and David said, the wagons misled everybody else, thinking that, you know, it's a normal thing that you have to transport. And that's, that's why Uzzah extended his hand. Didn't realize Noises, Noises, because suddenly there's a wagon here. If, if Noises, Noises, why is there a wagon here? So really, David was the one who made the error. So even though the Abish was angry with Uzzah, it was really angry with David. Says he further. And Mark is another reason. He referred to it as songs. He treated it like this. The Tater was like a song to me that kept me going. And so I'm not going to it because it says in the Tater, regarding the Tater, such a precious thing. He says, If you just close your eyes for a minute, forget. What do you call a song? It's something like hip hop. I'm going to make sure that you do not know that even kids know. It says, and they cost like nonsense. When the Nassim brought these wagons and they donated it, they gave it to all the, the different Levim, B'nai Merari and B'nai Gershon, but did not give it to B'nai Kos because the, the, the chores that B'nai Kos had, they had to do it manually and carry it on their shoulders. And what did David Amel do? He sent the wagon to, bring, to, to retrieve the Arun. So it was his thing. 
Then it's a Vayach Ba'anche Be'ishemesh, Kirobar, as they were passing through, the, the people of Be'ishemesh saw the Oren, they all died. Somebody, we'll see soon, 70,050 people died. Uh, 50,050 and 70 people died. Because they saw the Oren, therefore, they, they, they were punished. But what about the Chadam? It's the saw the Oren and then the... Um, and the nonchalant way that they went about their own things and totally ignoring the, the kedusha of the honor. What did they do? They continue reaping their fields and working in their fields, and they were bowing down to the honor. No, they didn't give it due, due respect. They said some words, but you know, what's going on there? Um, who got you so angry that you got an interesting word in Amr for me, angry, it actually says, who got you so angry that you took away the honor from us for seven months, what do we do then? That took away that we deserve the honor should be lost. Anybody's going to get angry, they had a right to be angry in us, so therefore, man, also the advice. And now they bring it back. Why, you want us to be happy? So, because it says in two separate groups, it sounds like two separate events. <coughs> the people of Shemesh, they lost 70 people and they lost 50,000. There's an Seventy people died, each person there in that city was um, was equal to fifty thousand people. So they were very very harsh with people. Ben Shemesh, I don't know the Ben all of Beis Gimel, which we're talking about here, and and they should have known better. Or the Chadam Chamishi Melavai, fifty thousand of them died. Each one of them was equal to fifty thousand. It's even greater in a way that there, that the entire city population. They're all great Hashem people. By he, it says in the positive further, he happened when they stepped, they, they were carried on. She should say in six steps. By he, by he, by the shechet, the shoyim, the merai, the shechet, these amri, the shechet, these animals, count the sheep. See, it says another positive. When carried on, it says, "Vayidchu the shechted shiva put him seven cows, the shiva elam and seven rams." I'm gonna babash mul. I'll call see because every step they took, they were bringing it to Yerushalayim to Yudavid. Every step they took, they brought kabbonis. Every every single step they brought just a single carbon of each, and every six steps they brought shomerai. And I call sheish v'sheish. And every six step they brought shiva put him shiva elam. All of animals. All of the kids that came Malaysia call that Israel, but bamas you have to build them as bech every step. Elam rabchiza. As if this really helps a lot. I'll call Shej, Vishay, Psia, Shay, and every six steps they brought Adam's Bech, and I'll call Shisha's Dodim, Shal Shisha, please, and every, every bunch of six steps, Shiva Padim, Shiva Aylin. They did seven Padim, seven Aylin. And this, I guess, to show we had the Mara Kadu, well, Hanmar Kadu, that the, the only reason why they should create the world is for Tayda. And we just got the Arden back. So, therefore, six days it took the Aylin to create the world. So, every six steps, they acknowledge, okay, the world now is going to continue because we have the Arden back. We still have the army, we never lost it. Because you know, Yeshio, according to one opinion, the remember we had it went back to Bob and it's lost. But uh, we accept and I'm a pastor that Yeshio buried it underneath the base of Mikdash, so we never got lost. And that's the idea of six steps. See, it says in the Pasig, they came to a place called Great Kid. And then it says in the Pasig, another Pasig, it says they came to a place called Great Nachai. And then the story of the Uzzah. So which one is it? One is different Yami, one is Shemot. So which one is it? Says the Gemara, Amar Abiyechem Bechila Kidin. First, it started out Kidin that it was um, that it what it that it was it killed all these people. Made Shemus like a sword. It killed all these people. <clears throat> uh, killed Uzzah. 
she killed the Uzzah. He was so enough, but then finally came to his resting place. And it stayed six months of stayed in the place of Ovid Edna. He actually treated with her covet, and he was rewarded. He had many, many children, and his daughters had sex tuplets. I don't know if you have some of the women if that's a baruch or not, having six years at a time, but they had six tuplets, and then he had a, a lot of kids. So it was a good thing. So it started out bad. Uzzah got killed, kid in a knife, and it ended off knocking the things that were good. Then it actually brings another shot there, just exactly the opposite. That we're talking about it here, the garden of Arkona, Hayabusi, the person that you, that Dovamel brought you to Shalayim from. At <clears throat> first, um, uh, the Mizbech was there, then it got destroyed. Kida means destroyed. And and then later it became Nachum when they put in the permanent home and the middle took it away. Says he further. Let's get back now to the stone. Three kinds of stones. One set of stones that Moshe made set up in hours. Moshe said, "Maybe they have my boy Moshe by it." Says Moshe began to explain the Torah. Doesn't mention what about stones. I don't know he put on stones. Well, how long? Because after the Chodim of the Torah, they should write the Torah on it. And for us here, we have a which is just like by Yeshua, they they wrote it on stones. So by Moshe also they wrote on stones. That's the first set of stones. Then we learned that Yeshua had two sets of stones. One that he set up in the yard in itself. And then the other one is they had they set up to show stones. They took them to Harevo and Hagrizim, and then they brought it back to Gilgul. Remember, we said the reason is a case in the future. People question if that ever happened, they look at the stones. Tell them we learned. Kate said, because I'll tell you how did they write the title on the stones? We learned last time is what exactly they wrote on the stones. Was it possible to write the entire title in 70 languages on the stones, on 12 stones? It was only a certain section of the title, it was only 10 says the Tibetans, was it only you know for drawing different parts? Abuda said they wrote on Gabi about the stones because the different sukim, so this is how we're gonna have a machik. Abuda said they wrote it directly on the stones. Remember, it said the chasa. After Alavonim and Kodiva Terazoich, right on the stones. The Achas already then they covered with plaster. Now, the purpose of writing down seven languages was the Goyim could come and see the Torah and see if they can learn it. And the Torah explains that we're learning more about the Zoda that they actually went around all the nations of the world saying yeah. them, you want the Torah. And, and, uh, and they didn't accept it. So, so the Abish, the, that was a, they didn't accept the Torah. But now that they got the Torah, they all took went to the stone, they read it, they knew the Tater, and they still didn't follow the Tater. Now the punishment is far greater. And despite all that, David just said, I'll give you one more chance to build a sukkah. The whole purpose was the Graham should see the Tater, that's why it's in 70 languages, but you covered the plaster. So, what was the point? I'm a lawyer. He said, Bini said, they gave me wisdom. They sent over there their scribes. The Kilfus Asid, they removed the plaster. They see you. And they, they took a copy of it. They put wax, they put wax on it, and they took a copy of it and they brought it back around. And because this time around they didn't listen to Taylor, their fate was sealed. They should have been learning the Taylor, and they didn't learn the Taylor. However, the taste doesn't stand. If so, it says, then what's the whole of Hashem gave him another chance. Nishatim means that's it, it's the end of the line. It's sealed, signed, sealed, delivered. And um, they said to him, oh, did you cover, take the mountain and you know, threaten us to the mountain? Unless the Pshat is pushing, they, uh, legally, they shouldn't have to do anything. But they should decide to be nice. In face of the Torah, I didn't like that answer. Now, it seems the reason why they should put, so what, why put the plaster in the first place? If the whole idea was that they're going to see the words, they're going to remove the plaster, 
it seemed like the Abishta wanted them to make a little bit of an effort. If you make something with a little bit of an effort, there's a hope that you're going to value it and treasure it and do something with it. Something that comes easy to you, it leaves you. You make money easy, it leaves you easy. If you have to work hard for it, then, you know, you... Um, I remember we were, there was a very wealthy in, in Caracas, so uh, the Shlich there asked us to go to him, and he was ransomed very well. I was proud of him, trying to get a donation from him for the yeshiva. So I remember I went to his house, and blah, blah, he's very, very wealthy. He gives me nothing. And I said to him, you know, young kids, I started saying names of people who were making money then. There were bankers and there were a few people who were bankers and they gave a lot of money. I said to him, I understand, all these are your friends and they're giving you money. He said, let me tell you something. I built up my, my wealth because I and my wife used to get up seven o'clock in the morning, go to the factory. We used to make schmatters. Didn't come home till nine, ten o'clock at night. Our blood and our place was inside every garment that we produced. When you when you're when you part of yourself is inside your products, you don't just give it away. But when you're a banker and you're in a share market, money comes to you and you have you don't appreciate the value of money, then it's not quick to give it away. That's what he that's so therefore Rabbi Huda says you have to make an effort to copy the trader. Not that it helped, but at least maybe. However, Rabbi Shimon says they wrote directly on the plaster itself. They, but that's one argument. Second argument is Big argument as follows: the seven nations in Eretz you had to destroy. What happens? And um, even if they want to become a ger, we're not going to accept them. What about people, members of the seven nations who lived outside the snow? They emigrated. What's the story with them? They're part of the seven nations. You have to kill them. Do we tolerate gators from them and say, "Oh, you're a guy and you live outside Eretz Yisrael"? The Mitzrayim, for example. Okay, we'll take you in. And that's a machlek. Is another machlek. You didn't have you didn't learn to do everything that uh, what it says in the Tater. <clears throat> he, he said, I want the, you know, the people to know why in Etzel so you can't live with these Canadians. So you shouldn't learn from them the terrible ways. If they would have done Shuvah, not those in Etzel Sro, but these members outside the Sro, they would have uh, accepted them. They would have accepted them. Says <clears> the <throat> Only those who live in Chutzlar, according to Shimon, according to Yehuda, if you're a member of the Zion Ammin, and no matter where you live, we will not accept your children, you have to be killed. What's up, Shimon's father? How does he say you wrote directly on the plaster sleeve? Says the Pasuk, well, yeah, Ammin says that, it, that these nations, Mr. Faiz, burnt like plaster. What do you mean? Al Iske Sid. You know why they got punished? Because of what happened on the plaster, what was written on the plaster, which is the tater, and they didn't observe it. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi said, no, it means kisi, just like plaster. Masi, the only way to produce plaster is through fire. Also, these nations, these seven nations, will, no matter where they are, no matter where they live, they have no way of doing, they have no way of, uh, of doing shuva that they have to get killed. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> come on. Uh, sorry, the way Rashi learns is, other nations, not the Zion Amin. The Zion Amin have no have no truth at all. But the other nations of the world, they will go to Gehenim unless they become Gehenim. If they become Gehenim, then um, the Rashi interesting. I'll say for the quote Rashi Gehenim. Safe means Gehenim. Cause man she aim is guiding the Amin. As long as they don't have the nation, the name of the the, the uh, of a yid, they're just called Gentiles. Ain't chelka mishvah said they have no chelik. Even though the Rambam passes clearly that goyim have a chelik in Elam Habel. Which must be a coin of Shimon and doesn't dash and Mr. C. The one that all go and go to Hanum unless they become a Yid. Hasidim was Eilam. Said about it further. 
Come on, all the So who said? According to who does it follow what it says? The Shavisa Shavia, the Rabbis Kananish, of course, what it says that what they should go ahead in the beginning of Kisaitse. It says that if you you know if you capture these women, you bring them home. This is a story you fast tell you to tell you that what the Kananim and Chutzla Aris that the seven nations that they live outside of Israel, you can convert them and let them live. That does not follow Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds that if you're part of the seven nations, I don't care where you live, male or female, as a higher kol neshama. Here it says, not only the Stam nations, but even Kananim, they do truly accept them. Keman, that goes according to Rabbi Shimon, that follows Rabbi Shimon. Okay, we'll stop here tomorrow, Mitchell.